Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw, and I bring you today, Brian Dixon. I've had tons of amazing guests on this show, well over 100 now, billionaires, astronauts, professional athletes, world-renowned entrepreneurs, and they've shared their insider secrets for success. They've offered everything from top book recommendations to success hacks to action items that you can use today to see results immediately. If you're like me, you love this kind of stuff. And if you're like me, you want to get the cliff notes, or I guess these days they call them the spark notes. Well, you can get access to the action plans from your favorite guests like Spartan Race founder Joe DeSena from episode 27 or Navy SEAL Mark Devine from episode 45 or maybe fitness guru Tony Horton from episode 85 plus other amazing tips and tactics to help you get clear on how to get from where you're at to where you want to be. I put all this in one place because you're busy and you want to get what you need quickly so you can move on with your day. Here's what I want you to do. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action to get instant access to everything I just talked about. That's jimharshawjr.com slash action. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, there are three dots on your screen. Just touch the three dots, select view full description. There you'll see the link to download all the incredible resources and action plans that I just mentioned. Now for today's guest. Brian is a podcaster, speaker, and business coach. He believes that each of us were made for a purpose and that you will discover that purpose by clarifying your calling. While Brian works primarily with entrepreneurs, we're going to leverage his experience in helping individuals create their own personal mission statement so that you too can lead a life of passion and purpose, whether you're an entrepreneur, a stay-at-home parent, a teacher, a coach, or just about anything else. And as always for the listener, if you don't have time to write to, to listen to the entire episode or if you, if you hear something you like but you don't have a chance to write it down, make sure you grab your free copy of the action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. Brian, welcome to the show. Jim, thanks so much for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Really excited to serve your audience today. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you and I connected just through email, and and mm -hmm. I, I think you have a, a lot of value that you can bring to the audience. And um, you're a father of three, which you know a lot of us have these busy lives, and and we're kind of pulled in right. a million different directions. And uh, really want that clarity, that clarity of purpose. So I want to dive into that. But before we do, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Just kind of maybe you know where you're raised where you were raised, where you're from, and sort of the 30,000-foot view of how you got from there to where you're at now. Thanks, for, thanks so much for the question. At, like, like a lot of your listeners, like you guys listening right now, maybe you dreamed of entrepreneurship. You dreamed about starting your own thing, maybe when you were small. You know, for me, I grew up kind of, I wouldn't say poor, but but we were definitely on the, the lower end of the income spectrum. My dad was in ministry, so he was a preacher, and he worked at a little Bible college. And so, you know, we would go to garage sales growing up, never really had anything new. And so the way for me to get like the next toy, you know, like the Nintendo and the next G.I. Joe action figure was to figure out some business stuff. So I would flip my baseball cards at garage sales. I'd sell my, you know, Nintendo games for the next one. Um, <laughs> you know, I learned entrepreneurship really early on and I loved the idea that you could create something of value and offer it to somebody and they would pay you for it. And so that's kind of where I started, like as a kid, having all these business ideas. Uh, but then along the way, like many of us, you know, you go to high school and college and you just hear that that siren call of a job, a J-O-B, a just over broke, you know, just enough <laughs> to keep you stuck. And uh, and I did that for 14 years. 
So for 14 years, I was in K-12 education. I was high on impact, low on income, right? So really focused on serving people well, uh, but not making the the kind of living that I knew I, I wanted to and the kind of in- income that I knew would really provide the opportunities I wanted for my kids and for my family. And so I started to explore entrepreneurship. I got to sort of practice it uh, within the sort of the confines of an organization by becoming the founder of a charter school. So I became an edupreneur, an education entrepreneur, and it, it taught me some of the skills I needed to get my own thing off the ground. So, you know, networking and having a solid business plan and getting people involved in, in supporting your vision and, and you know, marketing, like there's all these different skills that were necessary to, to get a business off the ground. And so now it's been, Jim, it's been six years full-time online. Uh, and I now consider myself a clarity and growth coach. So I help you clarify your audience, your message, and your products, and then help you scale and grow so that you can have more time for the things that are important. And as you well know, Brian, entrepreneurs have to be very clear with yes. what their purpose is, what their mission is, what their what their message is. Right. And while a lot of the folks listening right now are not entrepreneurs, they want that clarity of purpose, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wants that, entrepreneur or not. Everybody wants that clarity in their life. What's my mission? What's my purpose? And yes. uh, and that's what I want to spend some time on, Brian, is really diving into how do you... How do you create that personal mission statement? Um, and I know you have a 10-step process, and I want to go through those 10 steps. But first, why? Like, why do you feel people should have a personal mission statement, even outside of entrepreneurship? Like, do you right. feel it's important to pe- for people to have that personal mission statement? Oh, I, I absolutely do. You know, imagine if, like this morning, for, for you guys listening right now, this morning, as you, you know, as you looked in the mirror, as you're checking your hair or, or shaving or brushing your teeth or what, you know, sometime before you left the house, hopefully you looked in the mirror. And as you look in the mirror, imagine if you had this little index card, you know, just right in the corner of the mirror, just a little piece of paper that gave you a three sentence statement that was a reminder of what I call your profitable purpose, the exact reason that you are about to leave the house, you know, the reason that you're going to the job uh, and it gave you clarity for the rest of your day. What, what would that mean to you? How would that help you push through some of the inevitable setbacks and roadblocks that you're going to experience today. So that's what I help people do is get that clarity so that they can move forward, so that they can do the hard things necessary to serve their people, uh, to really show up for for people at their work, and then and then ultimately for people at home. Yeah, and I think, gosh, I think about that. It would bring so much energy and excitement and yeah. motivation and drive to your life, right? When you have right. that clarity, it just it just changes how you go through your day. It changes how you face obstacles. It changes how you face traffic. It changes the, the stress mm-hmm. level you have at work or at home. It impacts your health, your wellness, you know, physical and mental, uh, impacts your relationships. It impacts every single area of your life. It's like the foundation that your whole life is built upon. And, and so, so I, I love that this is something that you're good at. I'm loved, I love that we connected because this is something that, that I've always been interested in. And I have my, my program, Reveal Your Path, where we go through a process that, that brings people clarity. I think this would be a good piece to, to really add to that. So I'm looking forward to learning more about how you go about that with folks and, uh, and really diving into this process. I call this process your mirror manifesto. So imagine, you know, that you look in the mirror each day and and as you do, you see this little statement and it's sort of your manifesto. It's it's your mission for the day. So, you know, if you give me the opportunity, I'd love to walk people through this 10 step process. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Okay, so this this is one of those episodes that you're probably going to need to pull over for. And, yeah. And, pause and, and for the listener, and, I'll, I'll mention like I'll get I'll, we'll gather all these. I'll put them in the action plan. If you go to jimharshajr.com slash action, you can grab yeah. these. Um, I'm sure Brian will tell us where we can we can go on your website or your book to to find these sure. as well. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so uh, let me let me give you an overview of of what this is going to sound like. So let's begin with the end in mind. Uh, this is somebody that I that I worked with in a coaching setting. So this is what his mirror manifesto sounds like. His name's Tim, and and here it is. So this was Tim's. You know how teachers and administrators want to help their students be successful? Well, I help all teachers and administrators implement evidence-based strategies that support learning so they can feel confident in the impact of their work. I do this by teaching workshops, facilitating meetings, and providing coaching. 
This gives me a sense of purpose, consistent income, and the chance to impact the future generation of students and teachers. My clients say I help them learn and grow so they can become leaders in the fields and have a positive impact. So, Jim, imagine if you're Tim in that situation, right? And that's what you read every day before you leave your home to go into your school district. Or uh, yeah. for Tim, you know, his, his goal is to be a, a speaker and be a full-time speaker teaching teachers and administrators how to engage their students. But at the time when I was coaching him, he was still a classroom teacher and a part-time uh, vice president, uh, a vice principal, you know, still in, in school administration. And so what, what this did for Tim is he was able to keep remembering why he's doing what he's doing. So I'd love to walk you through this. The, the first sentence, the, fir- the first statement uh, is, you know how one. Okay, so the one is the is the actual person that you serve. So, for example, let's say that you um, you help organizations raise money. So it might be, you know, how organizations. Right. Or let's say, for example, that you help um, you help moms, you help mompreneurs, moms that have their own business at home. You would say, you know, how mompreneurs. So that's the first sentence or first statement. Uh, second one is, uh, what does your ideal client want as a result of working with you? So this is the goal of that person. So we start with our people, right? We start with the person that we want to serve. So, you know, how entrepreneurs, you know, how moms, you know, how college presidents, whoever it is that you want to help. And then what's their goal? So, you know how one wants to two. So for Tim, it was, you know how teachers and school administrators want to help their students be more successful. So the goal for Tim, the goal for his coaching is to help those teachers make sure their students are successful. Uh, and so so maybe, Jim, for you, it would be, uh, you know how organizations want to uh, raise money to make sure that they can do, they, they can they can implement the programs that are important. So if you teach them about fundraising, their goal is to, you know, is to be fully funded. So for you guys listening right now, think about who it is you want to serve and what is the goal of that service. Yeah, um, and, and, Jim, and, do you want some more examples even, or how are we doing? Well, I think that this is great. And, and I want to yeah. put this in, in the, in the frame of reference for the listeners, even who aren't, if you're not an entrepreneur, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Who do you serve? And, and what are your goals? Like, what are your aspirations? Right. And maybe it's, you're serving at some level, the, these people or these organizations, but like, what's that grander vision for you? Right. So good. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing, especially for employees, you know, I, I have, I have a compassion and passion for, employees out there. So if you're listening and you're in your day job, you know, you're J-O-B, you're just over broke, you're just barely making it, following somebody else's agenda, you know, maybe working with a boss who you don't love and, and it's a difficult situation. Listen, we've all been there. Here's what I, here's what I challenge you to do. I talk about this quite a, quite a bit more in the book is to make it your goal to help your boss win the day. So I would say if you're an employee, that your client is actually your boss. Now, I know that's controversial yeah. and you might not agree with me because you're like, oh, my clients are. No, my I love clients, that, not, though. That's a great mindset. Boss. Yeah. Right. But it would be. Uh, so, for example, you know, let's say you're a teacher. Your, your client is actually your, your school principal, if you think about it. Uh, or, or let's say you work, you know, one of my I live in Charlotte. We have a lot of banks here. And, uh, and so a number of my friends work for some of the larger banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, SunTrust, et cetera. So, uh, for example, it might be, you know, you know how vice presidents of banks. So that would be, you know, your direct supervisor want to and then whatever it is that they want. So, you know, they, they want to maintain the security of client accounts. Okay. So you know how they want to maintain the security of client accounts. See, that's your mission. Your mission is to help them accomplish their goal. That's, that's how you get promoted. That's how you get more consulting gigs. That's how you get more opportunities is helping your direct stakeholders actually achieve their goals. So even though it's for you, like even it's, even though it's, uh, yeah, even though it's for you, it's actually about them. And so that's kind of the, the little focus shift, the little perspective shift on the mirror manifesto. Yeah. So let's uh, overview one more time. First and, sentence. And I, I, sorry, Brian, yeah. I just want to jump in because yeah. I do want to talk about your book at some point here too, because your book is start with your people. And, and for the listener, that's what we're talking about, right? This is about right. people, right? And, and I, I always talk about this on the podcast, but the number one goal you should set in your life should be around relationships. That's the first one. This mm-hmm. is about 
people and it's about the people you right. work with and the people you work for and the people that you serve through the work that you do. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so it goes, uh, you know how one wanted to, two. well, I help three, one, four, so they can five. And I know like in an audio podcast, you're just like, what are you talking about, Brian? <laughs> I love this. So, though. It's a puzzle. So let, put me, it together. let me break it down. Well, the second, so the second sentence is, well, I help and then it's going to be who specifically you help. So three, uh, for going in order, one was who do you want to serve? Two is what is the result of working with you? Three, let's get a little bit more specific because I believe clarity gives you the confidence you need to move forward, especially if you're thinking about entrepreneurship or, or even as an employee, you need to have clarity of purpose. So, you know, teachers, I work with teachers. Well, what kind of teachers? Are they middle school teachers? Are they Christian school teachers? Are they, um, you know, are they retired teachers? Are they online teachers? So who is it specifically that you want to help? You know, it's, it's cheesy to say, but it's true. You know, there's riches in the niches. There's something really powerful about just serving a small group of people. And so that's uh, that's the second statement. The second sentence is, well, I help three one. So that means I help the niche of the audience. So I help Christian teachers or I help homeschool teachers and then it's number four. And then number four is what is it specifically that you actually help them do? And, and this is the work part. And this is probably the one that most comes naturally. So, for example, if you maintain cybersecurity or if you um, instruct from the in the classroom or you help them with your website, like what's the actual thing you do? This is the work. You know, this is the tangible thing that, that you do. I, I make sales calls or I organize their classrooms or I manage their finances. And then what's the desired result that you're helping leads to? Uh, so just kind of breaking this down one more time, the second sentence, I'll, I'll go back to Tim's. Tim said for his second sentence, well, I help all. So he didn't clarify, but he could have even gotten a little, you know, a little bit more specific. Like he could have said, you know, well, I help uh, Ohio based, right? Or I help private school teachers in Virginia implement. So this is the rest of a sentence. I help private school teachers in Virginia implement evidence-based strategies that support learning. So that's what he actually does. He helps them implement evidence-based strategies that support learning. In other words, he's a coach, right? He's a teacher, but he has a specific methodology. And most of us have that, you know, what is it specifically that we do? And then what does it help people do? So, so Tim, uh, by helping Virginia-based teachers and administrators implement evidence-based strategies that support learning so that they can feel confident in their in, in the impact of their work. And, and that right there, Jim, is really the goal. It's, it's helping a specific niche of people with a specific problem they have so that they can win the day, so that they can so that they can increase their income, so that they can um, get new clients, so so that they can have clarity of purpose. So those are the first two sentences. I know we're going super yeah. fast. I want to want to check in with you, see how we're doing. Yeah, this is great. Love it. Love it. Keep on rolling. And again, for the listener, uh, this is a great overview. Yeah. And then we'll have this broken down for you in the action plan. Cool. Okay. So then the the next sentence uh, is how do you do this work? So what I what I propose in 2019 2020 is that you have a way to help people for free, and then you have a way to help people for pay. And and this goes back to a book that was written several years ago called Free by by Chris Anderson, founder of um, Wired Magazine and the TED Conference. And uh, and I know you're a TEDx speaker, so you know yeah. you you benefited from Chris's work. Sure. Um, we we now live in the age of the long tail. We live in the age of expecting free value in advance. Where you know, if we're going to work with somebody, we we want to we want to watch their YouTube videos. We we want to follow them on Instagram. We want to get some value from them on Facebook or on YouTube before we say yes. I'm in. Here's some money. Um, and I believe that that is one of the biggest gaps, especially for entrepreneurs, that we don't have something valuable that we're providing for free. So for example, if you're trying to be a coach or you're trying to be a speaker, what can you provide for free? Maybe it's a free checklist or it's a uh, or it's some sample videos on your website. That's free value. Uh, if, if you're in more of a brick and mortar kind of uh, retail situation, what can you get for free? I believe people need guidance. So let's say, for example, that you you sell something in a physical location. You know, one of my buddies is a, is a manager at the Porsche dealership. 
So what could Porsche give away for free, right? They're not going to give anything away for free. They just sell Porsches. No, they could give away a guide, a checklist, some training. They, it's, it's a way to educate your end user, the customer, about the value of what you provide. So for example, it might be um, you know, seven, seven things to look for when making an investment in your next vehicle. And that could be just you know, a handout or a PDF. Maybe it could be a training. Maybe it could be a free workshop. Uh, you know, the latest trends in, in safety and in automobile safety. Uh, there's all kinds of things you can do. Maybe you could serve the, the teenage driver and, and have a free workshop on, you know, three ways to to prevent crashes uh, while driving in teenage years. Like there's all kinds of ways you can they can serve your clients for free. So that's yeah. number six is and, what do you do for free? And let me let me jump in and offer this for the listener. So if you're in sales, like this is this this you know this is word for word exactly what you need, right? right. Uh, if right. you're an entrepreneur, obviously the same. Uh, if you're sitting there saying, "Well, I'm not in sales. I'm not an entrepreneur." Here's the thing. We all want to level up, right? So what's the next level? What's the promotion you want? What's the next role you want? The next job you want? What's, what's that next level for you? And, and when you think about when, when Brian says, what can you offer for free? Think about what can you do that's above and beyond your job, right? If you want the next job, if you, you know, I heard someone say once, uh, act like, uh, or or dress like, uh, the, you know, you have the job that you want, right? And so it's the same thing. Well, act like, uh, you have the job that you want. Like, what can I offer for free? What can I do that's above and beyond that shows my skill set, shows my interest, shows my passion, shows that I can do the job that I want to do. What's the free thing? Then you can get paid for it later. I love it. it. Well, and and the thing is, you actually do get paid for it. You just get paid, you get paid in a different way. So, so I, I love what you're saying, Jim. I think no matter what you're doing, there's a way for you to take it to the next level. I talk about it a little bit, a little bit in the book. Um, imagine you had uh, Grandmother Day. You know, at your at your your workplace. I have a 93 year old grandmother, and imagine that my 93 year old grandmother was visiting my workplace. Let's say I work at a dental office, as an example. I'm going to roll out the red carpet, right? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to tell my team, "Listen, my grandmother is coming tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What can we do to make her day?" And I guarantee every single person that I work with would have at least one idea. Well, let's let's open the door for her so she doesn't have to pull that heavy door open. Let's let's be waiting for her so when she drives up, we can open the door for her. That's a really easy one, right? Let's greet her by name. Um, well, l- those are two really easy things you can do in a, in a retail situation or a brick and mortar situation because we have ring camera. We, we have all sorts of ways to know somebody's walking up to the door. And then we can check our calendar to see who are we expecting so we can greet them by name. Like that's really easy to do. Uh, but, it, but it requires you getting your butt out of your seat <laughs> and going to the door and opening it and saying, you know, hello, Ms. Anderson. How are you? Welcome. Like that's so easy to do. So that, that might be something you do for free. I greet customers at the door instead of making them say hello to me or making them pull the door open. Maybe as a classroom teacher, what do I do for free? Well, I send out a parent newsletter every Sunday or I record a video. I put it on YouTube and I email it to the parents and I tell them about what we did last week and what we're doing this week. That's one way to go above and beyond for the people that you already serve. Yeah, love that. I mean, lots of ideas, and and I think for the listener, probably stimulate some other ideas that you have that you can implement in your own life. So, thank you, Brian. Love That's it. great. Okay, so I do this by the free thing. This is number six, and by the paid thing, which is number seven. So, number seven is where you actually what you actually get paid for. Now, as an employee, you probably know what you get paid for. But what I want you to think about is what is the actual value? What is the problem you're solving that your company is paying you for? Because often what happens is our jobs experience scope creep, right? Where we got hired to answer phones, but now we're also making copies, and now we're also doing these other things. But what they really hired us to do was to serve a specific need or to solve a a specific problem. And that's actually the way to get promoted is to do better at whatever it is that they actually need help with. So for you employees, you probably know what you already do. You can take a look at your job description. Or you can even ask your boss, hey, what can I do to, to do a better job at my job? And, and usually they have some ideas. For those entrepreneurs out there, um, maybe it's coaching. You know, I get paid by coaching a small group or delivering a keynote presentation or uh, selling my products and services or teaching my workshops. So so that's the third sentence. It's how I do it. And uh and that's, I do this by the free thing and the paid thing. Usually, here's the fun part, Jim. 
usually the free thing leads to the paid thing. So as an example, you know, I help people clarify their message online. And I do this by posting encouragement and inspiration and strategy on social media for free and by offering one-on-one personal coaching for pay. So that's a really simple model, right? People follow me on social, they get to know me, they like me, they trust me, and a small percentage of those people are gonna say, yes, I, I've, been, I've been working with him for free, uh, I've been following him for free, and now I wanna invest in, in what he has to offer and actually start working with him uh, and pay for the privilege of doing that. You still with me? Yeah, love it. Okay, awesome. Uh, and then this gives me eight. And this right here, my friends, is the difference. Eight is what do you receive on a daily basis as a result of all that giving into the marketplace? And it really is about giving. It's not about taking. So if you think about it, just using me as an example, I, I try to post on, on Instagram, Facebook, social media at least three times a day. I want to provide inspirational and educational content to help people with a message get their message out in a bigger way. Well, what do I get? from all that giving into the marketplace. Well, I get a feeling of accomplishment. I I get encouragement knowing that I help people achieve their goals. I also receive income from that, right? When somebody hires me as a coach or hires me to come speak at their conference, I get paid for that. So that's number eight. What is it you get as a result of all that giving into the marketplace. And I'd say it's both. It's 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 both psychological and it's financial as well. Um, and yet you don't love. So so knowing that you're doing a good job, you're serving people well, that you made a, a contribution today, like you can't put a dollar number on it. You know, too many guys, I'm in my 40s, too many guys in their 40s are just making a great income, but like absolutely hate their life. They, ha- they hate their work. And I just, I've, it's such a shame. Like, I don't think people need to live that way in 2019. I feel, I feel like there's a way to discover work you love and to get paid well for it. Yeah, I agree. And if you do this right, it's not only profitable, but it's satisfying, right? It's enjoyable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you know what? Another thing, Jim, I know you have four kids. I have three kids. You show up as a different kind of dad when you made a difference in your day. Yeah. Like yesterday, my day was slammed, right? A book's coming out and doing interviews and doing podcasts and doing all these things. It was fun, but it was exhausting. And so I wrapped up my day at about 5.15. I come down the stairs because I work from home, but it was a long day. My first interview was at 6.30. My last one ended at 5.15. I was exhausted, but I knew I inspired people. I knew I made a difference. And so then when my kids saw me and they're like, hey, daddy, you know, I was so, I was so excited to see them because I felt like a job well done. Like it's a satisfying day. Sure. And uh, and and that's something like you just can't discount. And for guys that are listening right now, especially that don't feel like you're making that unique contribution, I have to tell you, there is hope. There is hope because when you start with your people, when you serve people well, it leads to that impact that I think we all know is possible, that we want to make a difference in our world. Yep. Amen, man. I don't know what else to add to that, but that, that's fantastic. You're, you're right on the mark. I love it. Okay, so let's conclude this whole, this whole mirror manifesto, and then I'll, I'll go 50,000 foot, and we'll, we'll walk through it one more time. So your last sentence, my clients say I nine, so they can 10. Okay, so nine is... What is it your clients say you really help them with? And this is, this is for example, it might be, my clients say I save them time. My clients say I give them confidence. My clients say I uh, inspire them. My clients say that I, I clean up their finances. So what is it, that's number nine, what is it that you really help them do? What is it the clients say? So, so really using the language of the client, because sometimes we, you know, it's the curse of the guru, right? When we're in our own industry, sometimes we, we don't realize the, the words that we're using, the way they come across to people. And so what is it that they say? You know, my client, so if you're in insurance, as an example, my clients say I provide peace of mind. That, that would be something that they'd, you know, that they actually really uh, see the benefit of. Uh, and then number 10, what's your client's long-term goal? And so let's say if you're in B2B, your clients, they want to grow their business or they want to hire great team members or they want to move up in their career. Maybe they want to enjoy location freedom. If you coach people on, like what I do is with entrepreneurship, or maybe they just want to thrive. They want to thrive as a mom. So for example, my clients say I help them save time so they can thrive as a mom, or my clients say I help clean up their finances so they can grow their business. So that's, that's the end of it. 
that's the whole thing. One, one through 10, the mirror manifesto. And, uh, and we can, we can take a look at it one more time, but imagine if you did the hard work, it's going to take a little bit of time, but if you had this statement that you looked at reviewed every day in the mirror, how would it change who you are and the way you show up for people? You know, for the listener, like Brian said just now, this may take some time, right? This is going to require you mm -hmm. getting off the treadmill of life. And for anybody who's listened for a while, you know what I'm about to say next. This yes. is the productive pause. This is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. And that's exactly what this brings. This will require you, you know, turning off your phone, getting off the internet, you know, yep. in just, right. just focusing on this, right? Not checking email, not jumping on social media. This will be a block of time that you carve out so you can do this work that is That's not right. the, it's not the urgent work, but it's maybe the most important work that you can do. So good. Yeah. I, you know, somebody reached out to me over Instagram the other day and said, said, you know, Brian, I really like that mirror manifesto thing, but couldn't you make it simpler? So yes. <laughs> so let's make it simple. But also I actually think the deep work is the best work. Yeah. You know, when, when you have a very clear plan and if you, if you think about the way that we just walked through it, it's who, who do you help? Where are they stuck? How do you help them? And then what do they want? How do you help them for free? How do you get paid to help them? How does it benefit you? And then what do they say you do and what do they say it really provides long term? Like that's not that complicated, but it is robust. You know, yeah, it is sure. a proven system. And so to have that and review it every day, what I found is, you know, when your business isn't growing, you just look at it. You look at that mirror manifesto and you say, wait a second. I said I do these things for free to, to, to give into the marketplace, but I haven't been doing that. You know, I said I do a weekly podcast, but it's been it's been months. Or I said I send out a weekly newsletter, but I haven't sent one for a while. Or I said that I, I give free talks at, at elementary schools or whatever it is you do for free uh, or send these prospecting emails. But, you know, it's been a while. And so it's the concept of the lead indicator and the lag indicator, right? The lag indicator is the uh, the income that we receive. The lead indicator is what's the action that we're taking to lead to that income. And, um, and often that's the gap. You know, the reason your business isn't growing is because you're not speaking into the marketplace, right? You're not giving into the marketplace. So that's why I would argue against a shorter version of this. Yeah. This is a short, right? You want it to be as short as, uh, as it works, but not shorter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, it's gotta be an like effective dose. Quote, right? That's right. Little Mark Twain quote where he said, uh, I would have written a shorter letter if I had more time. <laughs> that's right. Right. And yep. so sometimes the clarity that we're looking for takes a little bit of reflection. So this might be something that, you know, take a notebook with you, re-listen to this episode, go for a walk around the block, change, you know, pause it after each one of these numbers yeah. and start working through it because it's really going to help you. It's going to help your family. It's going to give you that clarity that you need. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be time well spent. So Brian, I want to shift now and ask you a few questions about yourself. Right. Let's do it. Um, you, you've you've created a, a life for yourself that so many people desire. You know, you've designed your own life, and you know, you help other people do the same. So, what habits do you have that you feel have helped you that have set you apart and helped you achieve success in your life? I love it, man. I could I could talk about this all day. It's so much fun. I th I think number one is having a clear plan for the day. There, there is nothing like writing it down. If it's not written down, it never gets done because we have these visions in our head, but, they, but when they're ambiguous, uh, it doesn't lead to action. So there's two ways that I do that. Number one is I, you know, I use a daily agenda or a daily journal. So I, I have a literal piece of paper in a book, right? So I, I use my planner and I write out my big three goals for the day. So I, I have my big three goals that I can look at and then when I'm transitioning between, you know, checking email and looking at my calendar, I can go, wait a second, what are my big three goals again? And then I, and I make sure that I get those done for that day. So that's number one. Number two is it has to get scheduled, right? If it's not on the schedule, it's not real. So, and my team has access to my calendar and I make sure I am fully booked every single day, a hundred percent booked. So every single moment has something that I'm doing. And that might be rest. It might be reflection. It might be, I mean, I schedule my lunch. I schedule a walk around the block. I schedule my workout time. But That's important. I, found, I want to point that out because my first reaction was, wow, every, you know, like I, I need some white space on my calendar. And yeah. I've actually been talking to some folks about this recently is, you know, you have to plan the white space. You actually right. have to block that off on your calendar so that 
so you have the white space. You have to block your, you have to plan for that. So that that's great. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, that's that's where I start actually. So so when I look at a twenty four hour day, because that's that's the day we have. It's not a tw- eight hour day or twelve hour day. It's a twenty four hour day. We live integrated lives in two thousand nineteen. You know, the internet's accessible everywhere. We can be on vacation. We still have access to our work email. Like so, let's look at the twenty four hour day. Let's start with how much sleep do I want to have. Okay. Well, I'd love to have seven hours of sleep. Great. So you just took seven hours away from the 24 hours. So when are you going to go to bed? Oh, most people don't even have that conversation with themselves, right? When am I going to go to bed? Well, let's schedule it. Okay. So I go to bed at 11 o'clock. So I 11 o'clock. Well, when do I wake up? That means I can wake up at six. Wait a second. I want, I want to wake up earlier than six. I want to wake up at five. So I have, I have an hour before the kids get up. Oh, that means I need to go to bed at 10. See, just that kind of level of strategy and, yeah. and, and calendaring, that alone will affect your life. So, so that's, that's one of the things I do. So let's go to second habit or I guess a third habit at this point yep. is I believe in that hour of power, that miracle morning, that, that one hour rudder of the day before the kids wake up. And as, as a work from home dad, like my day, like my day gets wrecked when, when a kid wakes up before me, you know, yeah, right. when I'm still laying in bed and my six year old is like poking my eye, like to try to wake me up. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like I miss the, I miss the chance. You know, I'm a person of faith. So I missed the chance to connect to God yeah. in the morning. Uh, I missed a chance to review my agenda. I missed the chance to read something inspirational. I missed the chance to do some just basic stretching and looking outside and checking on my lawn, you know, just like the different things that I love to do that sort of like slowly get me ready for the day. So, uh, so that's definitely a habit every single day. I have it scheduled. So five to six, cause my, none of my kids wake up before six. John Acuff says be selfish at 5am. And I love that. It's really yeah. hard to be selfish at seven 30 when everybody's awake, but yeah. at five, 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 five a.m. Nobody's calling you. No kid is in your face. You know, your wife is not asking you to go do an errand for her. And so you can take that hour in the morning and really do whatever you want. And so for me, it's about getting clarity of vision and planning the day to really serve my clients well. Yeah, those are great. And I just want to point out to the listener, these are all versions of pause, right? These are yeah, all versions of, of stepping off the treadmill of life. He's not talking about none of these things, none of these habits were coaching people, were speaking at a conference, were yeah. writing a book. None of these, these habits were doing the thing. They were always mm-hmm. some version of pause, planning the day, blocking your calendar, reviewing the calendar, what's coming up on the day today, your hour of power in the morning, et cetera. Right. So, um, so love that. Now, let me ask you this, Brian, can you tell us about a time where you failed? Can you tell us about a time where you failed and you felt that hopelessness and that self-doubt that comes from yes. failure? Because we look at a guy like you and it's easy for us to go... Man, everything just works out for Brian, right? Uh, my word. You know, know, everything's easier for him. But me, (laughs) poor me, I've got these, I've got this scenario, this situation, these failures, et cetera. So can you tell us about a time where you failed? Uh, Yeah, I love, I love the question. You know, my, my off the cuff answer is every day, you know, every day there's something that I, I I didn't hit quite the goal that I wanted to hit or, you know, I, I didn't follow through on that one thing. You know, I had a client that, or a, a friend and a client who, who came with a book a, a couple weeks ago. She Her new book came out. And, and I meant to send her a note, like a personal handwritten note that I would put in the mail a few days before her book came out. So she'd get it, you know, on the day or the day before. Congratulations on your new book. Really excited for you. And I didn't write it down. And so I forgot. And then her book came out that day. Most books come out on Tuesday. So it came out on a Tuesday. And I meant to send her a message and say, congratulations, you know, or a video on, on, on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, way to go. Good for you. But I didn't do it. I didn't write it down. And then a couple of days pass and I'm like, ah, it's almost too late, but let me send a message. I was about to send a message and then I got, you know, a phone call or an alert uh, and then I forgot about it. And so now it's been a few weeks and I'm like, man, that's kind of late. It's kind of too late. And I feel really bad. And I, the thing is, it's, you know, we, we judge ourselves based on our intention and others based on their actions. And, and in the same way, you know, this friend, there's, there's distance now, right? Because I, I should have just said way to go. And instead I meant to, but I didn't. And I, and I think for me, that's usually the gap. It's the gap is the thing I meant to do. And then the thing I actually did. And, and what I've just learned and I continue to learn is I, I have to take my intentions and plan them so that they become actions. Because when they don't, when they're not planned out, then I don't follow through and, and I get results. You're going to get results 
results either way, but they're the negative results. They're, they're, they're what I wish I did instead of what I actually did. And I've been learning this about, you know, really basic things like travel, like, uh, like concert tickets, like, you know, like family, uh, planning a vacation, like the more that we actually take action early, the better the experience is. You know, if you think about like, I, I love going to movies. I don't go quite a, a, very much because we got little kids, but when I go to the movies, if I buy the ticket a week ahead of time, first of all, we're actually going to go. Uh, and second of all, I have great seats because most theaters allow you to reserve seats. Yeah. If I wait to the last minute, I'm going to be sitting in the front. I won't even be able to see and enjoy the movie the kids (laughs) might not even sit next and it's the same thing in life and so i'd say the things that i regret is usually where i didn't uh look ahead and take action uh to to implement a system so that i can get the results that i wanted yeah yeah, love that. And so I'm going to take your advice right now. So and that, that's that's great advice. I'll, you know, taking action and, and action yes. action solves everything, right? Right. And my listeners, I'm going to take your advice, Brian, and and, and start with my people. And yeah. my listeners are sitting there saying, "Okay, he shared a failure, but I want something <laughs> harder. I want something deeper, something dirtier." So, uh, yeah. is there is there a time when you know when you were going through maybe you were creating your business or or with the charter sure. school that you founded uh, or something totally different in your life where where you failed and, and you're like, man, this was this was really a struggle because you're right, you know, the, the failure, the small failures, those happen every day, right? Uh, yeah, where you're trying right. to serve a client and, and and you drop the ball and you forget to send that note, right? Um, is there anything yeah. that would that has, that was a little deeper that that really impacted you? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I share a few a few different stories in the book of, of times I messed up. So, man, I, sometimes I feel like I messed up more than I succeeded. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's a there's a number that I can I, I can speak about uh, to make it relevant to you guys. I'd say the what you're trying to do when you start your business is you're trying to balance how do I how do I move my dreams forward while also keeping a client happy and and keep that moving forward and uh and i think probably one of the biggest one of the biggest failures that i've had in my business when i was starting i was think i was i was into the second summer of my of my business i took on a, a client that wasn't ideal and uh she was very needy <laughs> and uh and i you know it was good money and 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 you know we're trying to pro- i was trying to provide for the family and and so i said yes to this project on vacation <laughs> that we were going to go, we, we go up to Canada. We have this like, family cabin up there and we're going to uh, be on vacation for like two weeks. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to take on this client and, uh, and I'll find a way to make it work. And where we go, it do- they don't have Wi-Fi. Like there's not good internet service, uh, like <laughs> cell phone se- service. So <laughs> Jim, what I had to do, uh, we were launching this course for this client. And because I said, yes, instead of saying, uh, this isn't the best. Yes, this is a maybe. Let's talk about it after I get back. And instead, I said yes, and I, I took on more than I could chew. And so, what I had to do every day uh, for for five days o- over vacation—true story. Our we have a family cabin. It's up on this. It's it's this remote part of Canada on this uh, lake. And actually, one of the cabins is on an island, which sounds fancier than it is. But it's you know, it's, <laughs> there's no you can't drive to it. You have to take a boat. Yeah. Uh, and so every morning, Jim, on vacation. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning on vacation. I got into the canoe because <laughs> I didn't want to wake up anybody because you can hear everything on the lake. Because you didn't want to start the motor. Is there a motorboat option motor, too? Okay. I paddled over to the mainland where we had the car. Uh, I had to push the car down the driveway. <laughs> Uh, so I was far enough away from the other cabin so nobody would hear me. I would start the car and then I would drive to, believe it or not, the place is called Chicken Delight. I would drive <laughs> into town, Barry's Bay, Ontario, Canada. I would drive to the Chicken Delight because they had Wi-Fi. And um, and I'd get there for 530 because they woke they they started their they started the Wi-Fi at 530. The, the place opened at six, but somehow the guy like turned like flipped the switch and the Wi-Fi would come on at 530 in the morning. So I'd sit there for 30 minutes in the parking lot uh, on the Wi-Fi, building these sales pages and and editing videos and, and helping this client get this course off the ground. And I just felt like I gave her my my left arm just to get this this course off the ground, yeah. trying to balance both. And no one was happy because I was only available for like two hours. I'd, I'd work till about um, like 7.30 and then I'd do the same thing. I'd drive back. I'd, I'd Now everybody's awake by this time. So I'd, I'd get back. And I my, my goal was to be uh, back before the kids woke up because I wanted to be that engaged dad. And I was trying to do too much. And my wife could tell I was exhausted. The client was resentful because I was only available for a couple hours in the morning and I, I wasn't immediately 
immediately responding to her messages. So then as soon as I got on Wi-Fi every morning, there were, there's this like barrage of messages waiting for me and escalating in their urgency. And after about five days of that, the client fired me. And she said, this just isn't working. Wow. And, and she fought me for about three months on paying uh, the amount that we'd agreed on. Like the first time I, in business I ever had to get an attorney involved, uh, which that was a lesson in and of itself. And it, it was only then that I realized I had bit, bitten off more than I could chew. It wasn't even paddling to the car. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so for those that are like really hustling and, and the side and really struggling, my message to you is that you've got to invite your spouse into that conversation because Julie is very, my wife Julie is so wise and, and it's hard for us to read our own label. And I think if, if I had an authentic conversation with Julie and I said, listen, I'm a little worried about the money this, this month uh, and I'm thinking about taking on this client because I think it's going to solve that problem, but here's what it's going to require. If she and I actually just had a 10-minute conversation about it, we probably would have said, you know what? We're going to pull back on spending a little bit over vacation so that you can really be present. Uh, And I think that would have been a better solution than me trying to take on that extra client. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I say so many times to my clients saying yes to one thing inherently means saying no to something else, somewhere else in your life. And it's that, that question you have to ask yourself, is it worth saying yes? And, and man, I I appreciate you sharing that because that, that's one of those, those lessons where, uh, it's just a real example for us all listening saying, yeah, man, I've caught myself saying yes to too many things. And maybe it was this stark example led to, like you said, getting let go by the client and then having to hire an attorney and the whole nightmare that that sounds like it was, but maybe it's something that's manifesting for you, the listener, uh, some other way in your life, something that you have said yes to or are saying yes to on a regular basis that's affecting you uh, in some unique way as well. So Brian, thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that. Tell us about your book. Your book launches right around the time when this podcast is airing. Uh, Your book is launching. Tell us about your book and where we can find it, et cetera. Oh, Jim, thank you so much for the opportunity. And, and guys, I'm so honored. I'm so honored that you're still listening. I think Jim's doing an incredible job uh, with, the, with the podcast and just inspiring you and, uh, and encouraging you to keep moving forward. So, so fast forward after, the, after that client, you know, and, and, and other projects, some had gone really well and some had, had gone poorly. I was working with a business coach and this business coach said, you know, Brian, if you want to take your life and business to the next level, you need to do a 360 assessment. Jim, are you familiar with a 360 assessment? Sure. Yeah, I've done a couple. Yeah, I love it. Right. So there's there's like two kinds of people in the world, those that are aware of it and those that have never heard about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so a 360 assessment is imagine imagine people 360, 360 degrees, people in a circle around you, people that are in all areas of your life, giving you anonymous feedback because then they can be true, right? They can they can tell you the unfiltered truth about what are you good at, where are you stuck, and and what might be some blind spots. And so after, you know, great projects and failed projects, I worked with this business coach and we did a 360 assessment. I invited, I invited, you know, I think it was 50 something people to take this assessment anonymously and give their feedback and to, and to basically say, this is what we see, Brian. This is what you're good at, and here's where you're stuck. And Honestly, I thought it was going to be mostly positive. Like, Brian's a great guy. He really inspires me. He's fun to work with, you know. Uh, and I skipped over all the good stuff because I really wanted to see where was I stuck and, and, and what did I need to improve. And there were three comments of the 53. Three of them said, Brian often puts projects over people. And it just hit me right in the gut. That's not the kind of person I want to be. That's not the kind of man. That's not the kind of father. It's not the kind of leader. It's not the kind of coach that I want to be putting projects over people. And so that set me on a journey of discovering uh, what does it mean to start with your people? Don't start with your profit, you know, how much I'm trying, how much money I'm trying to make or, or your purpose. Like this was what will really fulfill me and people can come second uh, or even your daily practice. You know, th- these are my daily routines. Don't get in my way. I've got my morning routine. But what if we really looked at the person across the table from us in the eye that your spouse, what about if we actually asked your client, what can I do better? and listened to them. How would it change our life? And so it was a two-year journey for me, Jim, of, of discovering what does it mean to start with people? And it completely changed the way I run my business and the way I show up in the world. And my friend Carrie Oberbrenner says, show up filled up. And that's what I really learned to do because I'm trying to start with my people. It's a daily decision. So you have to decide every day, 
How am I going to show up for people? How am I going to start with people? Um, So that's what the book's about. It walks through the three key areas of life, people at home, people at work, and people in your life. And what can you do to better show up for them? And what that does by starting with people is it leads to clarity of purpose, which we talked a little bit about today, having that mission statement. And then once we know what our mission is, we know our purpose, that leads to profit, more money than we could ever have expected because people see that we're showing up in a different way. And all of that leads to having clarity of our everyday, what I call the practice. How do we actually live out this purpose. So that's what the book's about. It's very practical. I'll walk you through several, you know, exercises and and uh, activities to help you implement this to really live a life you love. Man, I love it. You know, for the listener, you know, focus on the process, not the outcome. And yep. the process starts with people. Mm-hmm. Period. And if you start from that place, if you start from loving people, serving people, helping people then the outcome takes care of itself, right? The, so good. the purpose, the clarity, the profits, all that takes care of itself. So Brian, thank you for sharing that message. Where can the listener find you, follow you, learn more about you, you, your book, et cetera? Oh, I love it. So it's just my name, Brian Dixon, B-R-I-A-N-D-I-X-O-N.com. We have a 30-second quiz right on the right on the top of the website. So if you're struggling with clarity, what's my next step? How do I move this thing forward? Take the 30 second quiz. It's going to give you an action step, a little video showing you just like, this is where you can move forward. So go take that quiz. And if there's something I said to you today uh, on the podcast that that you need more clarity about, you have a question about, or you just want to say hi, uh, the best place to reach out to me is on Instagram. I'm just Brian J. Dixon, D-I-X-O-N, over on Instagram. Hit that direct message. Send me a message. I'm happy to answer your questions. I love connecting uh, with people, especially, you know, Jim's listeners and uh, and reach out and, and let's continue the conversation. Thank you so much, Brian, for that. Appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck with the book launch. So looking forward to checking out the book and reading the book and and just learning more from you. And for the listener, I encourage you to do the same. And as always, until next time, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success. 